Hey guys, welcome back. It's your girl, Annette Harris, your certified mental health ambassador and host of this podcast, Mind Mending in the Net, distributed by Get Caught in the Net Incorporated. We want you to remember to think of this experience as a net for your mind to mend. And we do encourage you to please make sure you subscribe to Mind Mending in the Net on Spotify, Google, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast shows. And if this is your first time joining us, I would like to say thank you for listening, but please make sure you subscribe and tell someone about Mind Mending in the Net. Before we go further, it is at this point that I normally like to recite my mantra, which is simply, everything starts in the mind. All right, guys, I always try to give you a positive mental health tip. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to hold off on that, and we're going to bring that back towards the end of the uh, episode that we are uh, that we have here on today, because I really want to get started to talk to uh, my guest on today. I have solicited the help of a, a wonderful um, human being, should I say, I, I, and I still call her brave. Uh, she is a beautiful uh, woman of God that. I have had the pleasure of meeting and making my acquaintance with, and we have been um, over the past few years, uh, been making our connection, keeping our connection with each other. Um, she is a gifted evangelist. She's a teacher. She's a renowned author of several books and articles. Uh, she's also a licensed professional counselor. Uh, she completed her master's degree in community uh, counseling at the University of Missouri, St. Louis. She currently has a private practice in her hometown of St. Louis, Missouri. And her counseling specialties are in the areas of depression, grief, trauma, and anxiety. And now she also facilitates various support groups for mental health. And her latest book, which we are going to bring into our discussion on today, is entitled Mental Health Issues in the 21st Century Church. And I want to welcome to uh, my Mending in the Net podcast, uh, Joyce A. Graham. How are you feeling on today? Oh, I'm doing great. Just doing great. And I just wanted to congratulate you, Annette, on your one-year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, we started this podcast last year in the month of May, which many of you know is Mental Health Awareness Month. And actually, when I started the podcast, uh, Dr. Joyce, I didn't plan on starting it during this month. <laughs> God, you know, he has everything in his plan. And when I looked to see, I was like, oh my goodness, look at, look at when I started this. But you know, wow. yeah, I, I, I hadn't planned it that way. I really didn't, but. Well, that's no coincidence. That is a divine, structure of things, I think. Yes, I would totally agree with you. Yeah, I would totally agree with you. You know, because here at Mind Mending in the Net, we love to promote, and our aim is uh, to promote positive mental health. So, mm -hmm. you know, even during this this month of May, 
Um, we are recording this session at the very end of the month, um, but mental health awareness should be looked at, I uh, feel, and I'm sure you agree, throughout the year, not just one month. Um, but, you know, because there's so many things that, that we deal with mentally that Absolutely. Um, it's, it's, it's not just uh, in one month that we deal with it. <laughs> Can I say it like right. that? It's not seasonal at all. Right. Definitely. Definitely. So, you know, with that in mind, you know, um, May, mental health awareness, and it seems like it does seem to me that people are becoming more and more aware of mental health, um, or should I say the absence of mental health as well? Um, mm -hmm. You know, when you look around, I don't know if you, you can agree with this or not. Um, it seems w whether you're looking on the news, you're reading books, you're reading articles or what have you, everything is kind of pointing back towards mental health. Whereas it was always what we can say taboo to talk about it. Um, but it seems like more and more people are talking about it now. What do you think? Maybe entertainment, uh, sports stars all over. Do you, do you feel that way? Yes, I totally agree with that, Annette. And I think more than ever, uh, mental health is just so important right now because of the state of things that we're in right now, not just as, you know, people, but as a, an entire nation. It seems to me like we're kind of in a nationwide PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And because of COVID, you know, we've sort of been living in isolation. We've been isolated and, and to be isolated is totally uh, disruptive to mental health because we're, uh, we're meant to be a social, we're social beings, and we were not meant to exist in isolation, and we've not been able to gather with friends and family like we're used to doing, or even socializing at places like church, restaurants, or going to the movies. So there's been a disconnect in terms of socializing, which has taken its toll on our mental status. Wow. You've said a mouthful there. Um, and, and I totally agree with you. And actually it's what I have been thinking as well. Um, when the pandemic started, you know, many of many individuals, uh, you included, you pinned a book <laughs> uh, during, during that time. And, and this, this uh, podcast itself, I, I, and I must be honest, and I, and I, I have been, because in 2020, I was supposed to start this podcast. That's what, well, I have been given the, 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 the go ahead to do it. And, you know, I've, I've been praying about it and everything and the Lord was telling me to do it. Well, right. you know, it, it takes time to get things set up. Right. But mm -hmm. it yes. was that plus it was a lot of hesitation. Plus it was a lot of, okay, are you sure Lord, you want me to do this? <laughs> you know, you kind of doubt yourself sometimes or whatever, but I, 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 I did know that this is what the Lord wanted me to do. Now it took a whole year, mm -hmm. you know, for it to come about. Plus in 2020, we were all dealing with 
um, you know, this, this isolation, the PTSD, as you just said, you know, so it was mm-hmm. a matter of all of us having to readjust in whatever way that we could, um, Absolutely. you know, cause this was new to each of us, you know, it was a huge transition for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you look at the medical professionals and it, it was a challenge for them. This was some, some things, you know, they didn't really know, you know, what, mm-hmm. what to do. Um, this, 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 uh, uh pandemic, you know, has invaded us. And, and so mm-hmm. they, they were clueless. Um, I'll never forget, uh, actually, what was it in 2019? And I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm remembering some things in 2019, there was a, um, one of the saints at the church, um, she had been out ill and she had been in the hospital for, for weeks. And I didn't know, well, I had, I came, went to church and I saw her in the hallway and I was just going to speak to her. And she said, oh, she said, um, you know, she was greeting me. Right. But she said, but don't hug me. She said, I don't want to, hmm. I don't want to hug. And so I just looked at her, you know, wait, you know, cause she was going to give me the next explanation. And she said, uh, that she had been in the hospital for weeks. The doctors didn't know what was wrong with her. She had some kind of a respiratory wow. condition, but they, they couldn't mm-hmm. label it. They couldn't name it. Hmm. And I said to myself, and she, she actually said she almost left out of here. And, hmm. um, I, I thought about that once COVID hit. I said, I have a feeling that she probably had COVID. She probably mm-hmm. had COVID then without More it being likely, yeah. and, Right, and uh, named mm-hmm. at that time. So it, it's like, you know, the doc, again, going back, the doctors didn't know. They didn't really know what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And and so everybody was just kind of taking jabs <laughs> at things and, and kind That's of- That's true. Yeah. yeah. Because at one time, uh, African-Americans were saying, well, African-Americans cannot get COVID, blah, 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 until <laughs> they started contracting it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was just a lot of the unknown things that we really didn't know. The, like you said, the doctors didn't know. The so-called experts didn't know. They started contracting it as well. So it was just, you know not knowing what to expect and that really raises anxiety and depression and all of it that affect us mentally you know right right yeah i, I would agree um and, and it is so true because it, it it can also enhance um some things that were already there mentally right 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 absolutely yeah you know because I, I thought about how um you know unfortunately you know, when they uh, put us on lockdown all over the world, you know, here in the United mm-hmm. States, we couldn't go out anywhere. And so you right. already had people who were dealing with mental issues then, you know, prior to, and then you tell mm-hmm. them, okay, you have to, but you can't come out nowhere. You can't go around nobody, you know, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. How, how, yeah. how did you look at that when, when that, uh, well, you know, as I was uh, kind of preparing, and thinking about the uh, podcast we were going to do today, my mind just went all the way back to uh, the beginning of 2000. Those beginning years, 
where we had the terrorist attack in 2001. Then we had uh, the concert shooting, remember? And then we had the, the shooting at the movies. And then there was the terrible San, Sandy Hook school shooting. And then came COVID. And then there, of course, there were things in between. Uh, and then more, more recently, the uh, shooting at the Buffalo, New York grocery store. Uh-huh. And then last week, the school shooting in Texas. So really, when I looked at this, I said, we really have had no time to recover. There used to be a time when things would happen, uh, tragedy. <clears throat> we would have time to recover before something else happened. But mm-hmm. it seems now as one tragedy ends, another one comes from right around the corner. So it just appears that we, you know, we really haven't had time to catch our breath. And even in our own personal lives, we've had one thing after the other, so it seems. And so we we have not had any recovery time. So this this takes a blow on us in terms of mental health. And no one is excluded, all of us. I'm a licensed professional therapist and I've had some mental challenges as well because of the day that we live in. Yeah. Ooh-wee, yeah. Um, that's deep. That's very deep. It may sound simple, um, but that, mm-hmm. that, that's profound. Um, tragedy after tragedy. Yeah, I, because I hadn't even thought of it in that in that sense. But you're you're absolutely right. Um, we haven't really had time to recover. No, One thing not at after all. The other. Not at all. Mm-hmm. And so, for someone who's um, challenged mentally, um, that takes a beating and then maybe uh, individuals who really hadn't been challenged before in you know in the in a in a major sense you know they right. probably they could be challenged now right wow. that's so true mm-hmm. so, so let me ask I'm gonna throw this in here but let me ask you because you are a licensed professional counselor have you seen the uh, the changes over the years like we'll just say, you know, like you say, you went back in the early 2000s, um, and of course, no, I'm not asking you to, to to divulge anything because you can't. But have you, just in general, have you seen um, uh, changes in um, society and people um, because we haven't had time to uh, recover? Um, what 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 have you noticed from that? Oh, absolutely. I think the biggest major change is that the stigma that used to be so profound, it is not as profound now. The stigma is kind of dying down and more and more people who typically uh, did not seek uh, mental health uh, treatments are doing it now. In fact, in my own practice, and I practice from a virtual platform, I have been, been just inundated with clients I have a waiting list of clients just waiting to, you know, get uh, therapy. So there's been just, uh, you know, just a real, real saturation of clients in my practice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I and I can see how that could be, especially with it being uh, made available, like you said, virtually now. Um, right. 
you know, I'm 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 wondering if um, if that hadn't been the case, you know. I mean, a lot of things had to be made virtual <laughs> during this past time, but mm-hmm. I'm wondering if if that wasn't available to people, what, my God, what would they have done? Oh, I hate to imagine. I hate to think of it. Yeah, I know. My mind kind of went there, but I'm like, yeah, I, I would hate to think of it too. You know, not, not <laughs> you know, them not being able to have the resources there. Um, mm-hmm. I was looking at uh, down through 2020 and 2020, well, probably maybe 2021. Um, you know, I have other, uh, a few other uh, individuals that I that I refer, um, therapists that I refer people to um, that started their virtual, just like you said, you did yours. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I even saw in the news how they were saying this is becoming more and more popular now. You know, because mm-hmm. people are just realizing that they they need that extra help. They need that Absolutely. extra help. And sometimes just talking you know about what else in that? Not mm-hmm. to interrupt you, but I know you've probably heard this as well, because you're in the mental health profession too. Uh, there, when these uh, tragedies first started happening, all these shootings, there was some discussion of having uh, counselors go along with uh, the police in the event of a crisis so that we could kind of help talk people down. But you know what? I thought about that and I said I probably wouldn't participate because when a person is in the middle of a mental meltdown, that is far too late in the game to try to counsel them why they're in the midst of a crime. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I, I'll probably be with you right there. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, because it's I mean, at that point, or in your mind, you would think it'd be more preventive maintenance than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, yes. Could have gotten to them beforehand. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you could have been of more help uh, than anything. Right. Because... If they're in the middle of it, my goodness, they're not going to listen to, you know, reason, you know. Not at all. Um, not at all. And it and it, and it's something. Um, and I, I actually thought you were getting ready to say go along with the um, the the first responders or the or the uh, law enforcement so that you can counsel them, the law enforcement. And I, mm-hmm. I didn't know you meant uh, the 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 individuals who were actually um, in the crisis, but. Um, that's something to think about too, though, you know? Right, I know here in St. Louis, we actually have what they call a crisis intervention team, CIT, crisis intervention team, who uh, that team consists of the police, uh, paramedics and counselors and mental health professionals, social workers, a whole team that responds Together, I've not really been, been become a part of that because I have some other things that would, you know, prevent me from participating. But we do have that in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is really a high crime uh, state, as you know. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's something because, you know, even just thinking about, you know, you have made reference to the, the most recent um uh, mass shootings that uh, have have occurred. Um, you know, I 
I can only imagine, you know, going in there as uh, police officers and first responders and the mm -hmm. Uvalde shooting, just seeing those babies, you know, I can only imagine mm -hmm. what that can do to the um, mm -hmm. state of, of, of them or anyone. Um, I can, I can, hmm. I, I don't know, you know, because they, they could be waking up in the middle of the night thinking about it, it could just send something constantly, you know, that they see. Oh, sure, yes. Just out of their head. Oh, mm -hmm. Because what happens is when you uh, experience post-traumatic stress, it doesn't necessarily mean that you've been actually the victim or involved. You, It could just be something that you witnessed, like you just said. You can witness a crime or a tragedy and then develop post-traumatic stress disorder. Right, right, exactly. That's true. Right, right. The in the throes of it, um, or the one that's actually, it's occurring to. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but but you know what? That That's something that I think should be uh, addressed or brought to the forefront. You know, when, when, it, when you're talking about PTSD, you know, um, which, I mean, I know we're going to get to talking about your book as well. You, you, you bring mm -hmm. those things out, um, you know, talking about the mental disorders and all of that and, and who, you know, could be affected by it. Because unfortunately, I think that even though we're talking more and more about mental health, even though, mm -hmm. you know, the stigma is, you know, slowly, you know, um, going away um people still may only think that it only happens to a certain group of people right um you know or that that doesn't affect me or you know or something like that what well, that's mm -hmm. not affect my family but we have to be open-minded and understand and know um you know mental health issues that's right. that's not something to you know look at lightly not at all mm -hmm. um no Okay, well, let's see. Man, this is this is good so far. <laughs> this is really a good conversation. Um, but yeah, I and I, and I don't know. Uh, sometimes when I am looking at um, maybe a tragedy or something on the news, I always and I don't know why I do this. I always put myself in that position mentally. I mean, I'm thinking, okay, well, what what are they feeling here? Maybe what the parents are feeling or 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 other family members or what they're thinking or something like that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I'm trying to relate to them and maybe understand, you know, where their pain is coming from um, mm -hmm. to see maybe possibly, possibly I can help them or um, or help mm -hmm. someone else, you know, that may be well, in a similar situation. you're a very empathetic person and it goes beyond sympathy but you actually sometimes put yourself in the place of that individual who is in the middle of a crisis. And to be empathetic goes much further than just saying, oh, poor people. But you actually, I remember something <laughs> that Dr. Uh, he, I don't know if he was a doctor or not, but Mr. Rogers, when he was a little boy, he said this, he said that, you know, when he witnessed or when he heard of tragic incidents or events, one day he went to his mom and he was trying to understand 
why things happen the way that they do. She told him something that stuck with me. She told him to always look for the helpers because there is always somebody who's going to step forward and try to assist those people and not just stand by and cluck their tongues, you know, and say poor people, but who is going, who are going to get involved in some way. So that stuck with me. You remind me of that when you told me how you felt when you, uh, you know, yeah. became aware of situations that were tragic, how you, you know, kind of almost, uh, like you said, relate. You could relate to it, even though it's probably nothing similar has ever happened to you, but you could actually feel the pain of the other people. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you just pegged it. <laughs> you pegged it right. <laughs> I think I just had a little counseling session there. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't you glad that you clicked play to listen to this episode? This is the first part of a three-part series regarding mental health issues. And we talked about it within and out of the church all around us mental health issues. My guest, Joyce A. Graham, she is a gifted evangelist. She is a teacher. She is an author. She is a licensed professional counselor. She did not go on Google to find her information. Uh, she did not think of it off the top of her head or look up and down social media for the answers. She has been certified. She is experienced in this area. So we need to take everything that she says in and apply it. Hey, if you guys have any questions or comments, please make sure that you email me at mindmendinginthenet at gmail.com. The name of the show, mindmendinginthenet at gmail.com. And I thank you for joining us. I thank you in advance for clicking the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Look for us on Google, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast shows. Make sure that you pass the word that Mind Mending in the Net podcast is what they need. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next episode. Mind Mending in the Net, where everything starts in the mind.